I'm your host, Maria Maldonado-Smith, and this is Creating the Vision, a podcast about living the life you envisioned and leaning into your passions, power, and purpose. Each week, we'll hear from guests discussing their journey to living and creating the vision for their life. We'll talk all things vision imagery, goal setting, and accountability so that you feel empowered and inspired to take action, turning your plan into the life you've always dreamed of living. Welcome, visionary. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Creating the Vision. I have another superstar friend of mine who is a rock star mama. Actually, she is the super mom. <laughs> and uh, Lori Oberbreckling, she is a mom of four, a corporate leader and trainer, podcaster, productivity expert, and author of The Mom, Secrets of Supermom, How Extraordinary Moms Succeed at Work and Home, and How You Can Too. I'm so excited to have you on today. I know how passionate you are about helping parents who want fulfilling careers or side hustles or passion projects while also wanting to feel present and connected to their families, which as we think about this year and creating the vision for our life, I had to talk to you because you help moms and families do this on the daily. So one, welcome and tell us about Secrets of a Supermom, how everything got started. How did you create this vision for what you now do to empower and impact families and women and entrepreneurs, side hustlers, you name it, all of it. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you for the invite. I'm so excited to be here and get to chat again. It's always so fun to get to chat multiple times in yeah. a month. So super fun. <laughs> yes, yes. But yes, I'm Lori Overbreckling. I um, am author of, of Secrets of a Supermom, like you said. So I wrote this book as a sort of pandemic baby, but really it was that when we were in the midst of the pandemic there, it seemed that there were moms that were really struggling, right? And then there were some moms that were didn't seem to be struggling too badly, right? They were like, sure, I can build a, you know, a homeschool station in my house. Sure, I can make this happen. Sure, mm -hmm. I can work and, you know, and homeschool and take care of my family and have a new puppy and do all those things at the same time, right? And I thought, what are these women doing differently, right? So I surveyed and interviewed almost 200 moms and asked a lot of questions and came up with these 16 secrets, the, the 16 chapters of the book that they were doing differently. And that has been amazing and turned into a podcast and a membership and all sorts of really fun things to support working parents, working moms, busy moms in, in all the things that they're doing. Mm -hmm. That is incredible. What coming out of that process of, of, interviewing the women, what was the one, was there one constant or one consistent thing that kept coming up? Yeah. The chapter number one is the secret of habits. The very first chapter is the secret of habits. And it really is those routines, those strategies, those habits, those, the women that had some sort of structure into not their whole day. Most of them had flexibility built in, but if they had some structure into pieces of their day, you just kind of saw them use that to save energy, use that to save stress, right? With their family, with themselves. And you just saw it over and over and over again. And I see it in my own life too, right? I can see where those habits built in, those routines and strategies really help me 
it prevent the craziness, right? They prevent a crazy morning or they prevent a crazy after school. They prevent, you know, wildness and chaos in having four kids, right? And so I think that that's really been the biggest one that just kind of comes back over and over again. And even in the women that I interview for the podcast, same thing, the those that really feel like they are wildly productive and getting lots done and still feeling really good about it and not overwhelmed and stressed and burnt out, they have, these structures in place that just allow them to save the energy and let them use it on the things they really want to use it on. Mm-hmm. When, within the goal setting space, I, I will say often to people that we are only as strong as our systems and processes. Right. It's the habits that we create that allow us to accomplish the goals because we can have these big, huge, lofty goals, but if we don't have a system or a process in place, well, it's going to be really hard for us to get there. If I'm not consistently running every day or say, I want to write a book. If I'm not consistently writing every day, then how am I going to get better to like build up that muscle and build up the flexibility and the resilience that it takes in order to edit a chapter, write a chapter, build out the framework, all of the things. So we have to put those habits in place. And I know with, with kids especially, and you have four kids. So I mean, I, I have three, but I sometimes think like, well, maybe a fourth wouldn't be that much, but like at this stage in our lives, I'm like, oh yeah, fourth would, <laughs> a fourth okay. would drown me at this point. I would need to be in a Right to the bottom of the pool. <laughs> So that was, it's not going to be not in the cards for us, but you know, what I would say, what is your secret? How, how do you maintain? Because I will, here's one thing I'll just say to preface this too, is like, I do think it's possible to like when everyone says like, Oh, how do you do it all? Well, it's newsflash because I don't do it all, but the things that I do, I just really focus on and those Mm -hmm. are my priorities. So I create habits around those things. So it might look like I'm doing all this stuff, but it's really, it's because it's all guided towards like my overall vision and mission. And so everything else, like what you don't see is all this stuff I'm not doing. Yeah. Because that's not what I'm calling attention to, but that's okay. So, but I think we work up our, in our minds and we tell ourselves like, oh man, that girl, she's like, that. well, she's just got it together. She's doing all of these things. And it's like, mm, well, check yourself, sis. Cause we're, I'm not really, there's a that's lot right. that I'm giving up and, and yeah, not. that you know where to let go. And that's really it. I mean, that is, I think, so I, I have always felt like I could do all the things but I have spent lot times in my life feeling totally burnt out doing all the things. Mm-hmm. And then I have times like right now, I would say that where I still am doing all the things, right? I work full time. I have four kids. I, you know, I have a business or a, I, have a, I have a couple of businesses. I have a, a husband who works full time, right? I have a lot happening in my life, but in all of the years of learning where to let go, learning what, I absolutely need and could ask for help with or learning what I can just drop right for now, like for right now or drop for good. Those choices have been what have allowed me to focus. Like you said, focus, focus on the things that really matter, the things I want to move forward, the things I am excited about. And that includes like the awesome big goals, right? Like write a book, like start a podcast. But that also includes things like reading for pleasure, joining a book club, right? Like getting to do the things that are super fun for me too and fun just for me, right? My family doesn't benefit by my book club, right? My husband does not benefit by my book club, but I sure as heck love being part of that book club. So I I think that it's allowed me to say, here's where I'm going to put my focus and time and effort and energy. And here's where I'm just not right now. And that's okay. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love the intentionality in that. And and that's where that's where I 
and I'll just ask you, is, is that where you, is that where you see moms getting overwhelmed from the, the trying to do it all and making those assumptions that like you're doing it all. So yeah. like they should be able to be like you. That everyone else is. We, we look around and we say, well, everyone else can. Why can't I? Mm-hmm. What, what am I doing wrong that everyone else has right? They, how did they figure it all out? And I didn't. Mm-hmm. And no one did. Every day, all of us, even those of us that feel like we have it together most of the time, we have days where we go, what is happening, right? What is happening right now? There's chaos with the kids or there's chaos in your relationship or there's chaos at work or there's chaos in your business. There's something that goes awry, right? Not all of us have it together all the time, but most of us don't go out and say, hey, I'm having a really rough day today, right? Like when someone, when, you know, when a mom waves to us in the pickup line and says, hey, how are you? You don't go, it's a terrible day, right? Yeah. I'm <laughs> barely apart. surviving. <laughs> yes. You say, oh, good. It's great. Everything's fabulous, right? Living my best life, right? We say all the things that that we, and maybe even we want, right? Like there are certainly days where I have said, oh, so good, right? And I am like, because I want it to be so good. Today's a rough day. I want it so badly. I'm going to say it enough that it's going to make it true. But I think just, we, we think that everyone else is doing it all. And then I think that we also, so many of us struggle with boundaries of the things that we think that we should be doing things that we don't want to do at all, right? Some of us want to volunteer in the classroom and some of us that is like clawing our eyes out, but we do it anyway, right? It's like, I love it. I think it's super fun. I love going on field trips. I think that's a joyous time. My husband thinks that's, again, would claw his eyes out if he had to do that. So he says, no, he easily says, I will never go on a field trip ever. I will never volunteer. I will never sign up. I am never taking the volunteer training. I will not do this, right? Easily says no, but I... I'm willing to bet there are a whole lot of women out there listening right now going, I can't say no, but he wants me to come. But, you know, he being my child, but Mm -hmm. he wants me to come. But she asked me to go. And even though you know you're going to be so miserable, you go anyway, right? So there are some times that we do things that we don't want to do because it will make other people happy. I'm not discounting the fact that sometimes we have to do that. But when we become the martyr and do that all the time and never make ourselves happy, then we really get into that burnout, overwhelm, yucky spot because our list is very full. And there is, you know, I call, I call energy blocks, bleeds, and boosts. And so mm. it's like our entire set of life is filled with energy bleeds and there's nothing boosting it back up and we just can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. So what would be your advice? Like if, if there is someone who, you know, kind of comes to you and says, Lori, like, I just, I just can't. I mean, is there like an assessment, an audit? Are you, I mean, are you just like, listen, sis, I got to give you the tough love and like, here's the deal because I'm with you. I, I, there was a time I think in my life and just my career and, and just everything, I didn't have the capacity to like give anything else to my, my work or, I mean, no, no, my work, my actually really more of my family life, honestly, at that point. But there were moments when I was like, Ooh, I can actually do that. I can take a day off and I can go on that field trip. And it was actually a way that, to be honest, I made myself feel better about being so non-present for my kids in their day-to-day lives, that it was those special moments that were almost the opportunities for me to kind of gain back that semblance of what motherhood is supposed to look like or what we, what we tell ourselves it's supposed to look like. And so how do you coach women through you know, kind of this productivity and, you know, effective, you know, process through their life to say, listen, 
you can do this too, but like, it's going to take some work. Where do you, where do you yeah. start though for someone who's like, I don't even know where to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a couple of things. So, so one, I will often have you do a time audit if you've never done one. And that's just simply writing down all the things that you're doing without changing your life at all. Because oftentimes we can start to pick that apart, right? We mm-hmm. see, oh, I actually waste a ton of time and I feel bad about that. And I could be using it in a place that I would much rather, right? But the vision for my life does not show me watching 18 hours of Netflix a week, right? My, my, be- my vision of my beautiful life doesn't include me scrolling 20 hours a week, right? So we can sometimes find that time. But I think the other part of it is, is sort of brain dumping where you're feeling that overwhelm. Because most of us, most of us aren't feeling a, a blanket of overwhelm for all the things. So by that, I mean, everything isn't overwhelming to you. There are pieces that are more overwhelming than others. And when you're really caught in the like very extreme overwhelm, it's hard to pick it apart. But when we start to say, oh, actually, when I'm like at work for the first couple of hours, I don't feel overwhelmed at all. But after I've met with my team or met with my boss or met with my super angry client every Wednesday at four, right, then I mm-hmm. am a terrible human all night long. I, or, right, you start to go, oh, okay, here's where things are bleeding my energy, right? Here's mm-hmm. where my energy is getting sucked out and I have to know how to build that back up. I have to know where to put those boosts in, but we have to figure that out. And that's individual because mm-hmm. you might get absolute joy out of speaking in front of a group, right? I might get absolute joy by speaking in front of a group, but somebody else might be totally kaput for the day, right? They're done for the day if they have to do that because it required so much focus, energy, fear management, right? All of the terror, right? That they had to do that. They've got to then find a way to build that back up. And so really starting to pick those things apart, picking it apart, figuring out where where am I using too much energy that it is either because I don't want to do that thing or because it just is a thing that requires a lot of energy from me, right? Physical or mental and starting to figure those things out. And as we do that, we can figure out where we can start to make changes. Where can we let things drop? Like you said, right? Like where can we decide not to focus? You know, maybe I don't clean my house every weekend. Maybe I don't pick up the toys every single night. Maybe I pick one day. Maybe I get the whole family on board. Maybe I, right? We can start to make some of those changes and even little tiny steps of change start to like initiate that hope. They go, oh, okay, that feels a little bit different. And then I can make another tiny step and that feels a little bit different. And that starts to be where the magic is, right? Because we can't just overhaul our lives, but we can take those little steps and those start to to get exciting and go, oh, this is gonna make a difference. I'm feeling this. And you know, you start to feel motivated and you start to feel passionate again when all of that kind of felt like it had a big blanket over it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love the blocks, leans and boosts. Oh my gosh, it it-, it- resonates so much with me because I I love doing time audits, by the way, and I do them with clients. I do them with, with companies just to see where are we spending our time and our energy. And I love that you focus on that, especially when we're working to create the vision for our life. One of the things that we talk about is just that science of creating room for the things, only the things you want to see. 
But so if you're seeing everything, if you're looking out at your calendar and you're seeing every single thing, like you were saying, it's hard to pick and choose because everything's become a priority now Mm. because you've decided, well, it's on my calendar. So now I have to make it a priority. But the second you start picking it away, like you said, where are those bleeds? Where are those time sucks? I love that. I love the... I love the the eloquence that you have given that because it packages it up so nice for for us to consume in a way that's not overwhelming. Yeah. Well, and sometimes you, maybe you had a day where you feel like you didn't do that many things, but you're exhausted and you're like, what did I even do today? I bet if we went back and we picked through each of the things that you did, you probably had a whole lot of energy bleeds in there. And then you probably have days where you did a million things and you feel like you could do a million more. And I mm-hmm. bet there's a whole lot of energy boosts in there, right? Things that you love to do, things that light mm-hmm. you on fire. And how can we live our life so that we are counteracting those energy bleeds? Because, yes. you know, you can't get rid of them entirely, but you can certainly right. counteract them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think there's also a healthiness, you know, in acknowledging that there are days that we need to just veg out, so to speak, or just have those days where we rest. And maybe we do have energy bleeds, but it was an energy bleed that revitalized our, you know, our, our, just our mental health because we didn't have to do anything but scroll and it was just fun. And it was like a, you know, but then the next day it's like, okay, I did that. I got it out of my system and now I'm ready to move forward to the next day and be productive because I always have those days and I, and you might have this too. Do you ever feel guilty sometimes for taking that day to just like be and just rest? Do nothing. I have to schedule it in order to not feel guilty. So maybe that's you, right? Maybe mm-hmm. you are, maybe you are the, the kind of person that feels like, oh, I, you know, I should be busy all the time. So that's what I did for a long time. Now I feel rarely guilty about the way I spend my time. I I feel very good about it. I'm very intentional with it. But yeah, I would schedule it. I would schedule on purpose to not mm. have anything in that bucket of time. And what I use um, a lot of times even is just a chunk of time. So I call it white space, but it is scheduled open time. I try to have mine be Friday nights where I don't have anything scheduled because then I can say, what do I need? What do I want? What do I, what should I, you know, what do I feel like right now? Because maybe it's happy hour with your girlfriends. Maybe it's a date with your husband. Maybe it's reading by yourself in your bed. Maybe it's snuggling with the kids for movie night, right? If we don't make ourselves decide before, then we can say, what do I really need right now? And what you need for your energy, you can actually give yourself, right? If you have Mm -hmm. the open time, you can give it. If you've packed your schedule top to bottom and today I'm just exhausted, what do I do, right? Then I have no open time. I have no time to move anything around and I don't even have time for me. And then that's when recipe for burnout. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that you, that you schedule that in. And that's something in the new year I have done for myself. I went through and actually started marking Fridays. It was my day off. And the only thing that I would accept would be things that filled me or that are going to fill me this year that are going to pour into me. So whether that is reading, just to your point, I love to read. And and I'm the weirdo that reads like three, four books at the same time. So. <laughs> I have three going on right now. <laughs> yes, they have to be enough different so that I don't get confused. But yes, I have two fiction and one nonfiction all going at the same time. Wild. I love it. I love it. I say I typically have like a, you know, 
like personal development type book, you know, motivation, all of that. Then I have my fiction and then I might have like a biography or autobiography, just something that I can read about someone that you know tells me a little bit more about their life because I think people are so incredibly fascinating. Yes. Because we're all so nuanced and different. But then that way I've got I've got a little I've got a little smorgasbord. And so whatever I'm feeling that night. Yeah, what do I feel like? That's it. Yeah. What do I feel like right now? And then you get yeah. to decide. Yes. And, and that's something I noticed about myself a couple of years ago is that why it was so hard for me to reach that goal mm-hmm. is because I was so rigid and focused on like, nope, I have to finish this one book until I can move on to the next one. And it's like, yes, but, but my personality, depending on what happened that day, my, you know, my mindset might be totally different. I might just need a decompressing, like good fiction novel that I can just pour into and like lose myself in those characters. And then the next night I'd be like, you know what? I really want to like pour into myself and think, you know, what can I, how can I make myself better? So I read that. And then the next day something else happens and I'm like, you know what? I think it's really cool to read about Sally Field and her biography yeah. and how she, you know, how she came to, to figure out acting, you know, her book in pieces was really good. That was a good read of mine for like 2022. It's like stuck with me. And I think that's because that's really, really when I really started to move away from that rigidity that mm-hmm. and, and step into, you know what? I am who I am. And I like reading three books at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And I can do it because I'm happy doing it and I want to, and it's okay. I don't have to follow the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So along the path of of building this and creating your own vision for, for your life, have there ever been moments when you do feel misaligned, which I'm sure there are. I know you've mentioned that, but I mean, it was there one, was there a breaking point or a moment where you're like, Oh goodness, this is, I need to pivot and my life needs to change in order for me to step into the purpose and the why and the passion that you wanted to carry forward. Yes. And I tell a little bit of this in the book, but yes, in 2018, I got promoted like way earlier than I expected to for a specific role. And my husband also got promoted, which meant he was traveling a little bit less, but I was traveling way more. I was elected our parent teacher student association president unexpectedly because I had not intended to roll to run for that, but they had no one. So I, of course, right. I did what, what any good martyr would do. I said, of course I can do that. Sure. I can do that. They always give the busy people. It's like, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. They should say, right. Right. Yes. So all of these things happened all at the same time. And I had lots of other things going on in my life that I you know, didn't think, oh, I should probably back up, right? I should probably back off Mm -hmm. on some of those other things. So everything was already busy and then it just became busier. And I got to a point where I felt like if I wasn't absolutely in full speed from waking up till I went to bed and doing something every, like every waking moment Mm -hmm. that I was going to get behind and I could never catch up. And I started hating everything we were doing. We had, you know, even the fun stuff that we would have calendared, you know, a fun date night or a fun night out with the kids, hated it, like was just miserable doing even the things that I typically would have loved, right? The things that I normally would have been like, okay, finally, it was just like, oh, good. Another thing on my list to do, right? And so I said, I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing this again. So in 2019, I changed it. Now, mind you, I was still PTSA president. I was still in the promotion. My husband was still in the promotion. Nothing actually changed in 2019. We were still in all of these things. But I said to myself, I get to say no to this role at the end of the year, right? I'm still going to do all the things, but I get to say no. I'm not going to feel pressured to do it again if I don't want to, right? If I don't get to the end of the year and feel like doing it, I get to 
make my schedule where I'm, where I can in my job, I get to let go of some of these other things and I get to schedule fun. And I scheduled things like concerts and a vacation every quarter. And I put all these things on my calendar. And even though it was busy, it felt like it was actually finally in my control again. And 2019 was amazing. It was one of the best years ever, right? And nothing really changed that much. It was just that all of a sudden I was back to seeing the vision, knowing what I wanted, knowing where I could drop those things and everything changed. And it was just that, that's what it was. And so I, I think of that time and how I felt before and then how I felt after. And it was just such a big difference for me on the inside. I don't think anyone would have even noticed on the outside because was I still running the, the, you know, the organization? Yeah. Was I still doing my job really well? Yeah. Was I still right? I was doing all the things still, but on the inside, it was wildly different. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. We have very similar situations that happened to us. I would say, yes, I was probably a few years before that, but the same thing just got the promotion. And yes, on the outside, I even look at old pictures from those times. And I don't remember a lot of the moments, like with the family and stuff. I'm like, I think I was so just like in it and focused. And, but the, and, and I love when women like you and I share these stories, because I think it reminds even women who might be listening that are in that flow now and thinking that that's the direction that they need to be going. Man, I, I love that you've mentioned you know, the martyrdom stage, because I always tell people like martyr, yeah, martyrdom is never a good look. (laughs) Like it's just never, because no one's ever going to give you, you're not going to get this award or reward Mm -hmm. for, for falling on the sword and dying for your organization or your company. I mean, you know, when I decided to leave corporate, like I knew that the next, the, by Monday, my position was going to be posted. You know, no one was, there's nothing, you know, like I get it. The, there were other things in my life that were just so much more significantly important that when I finally made some of those decisions, you see the shift. And it's, it's to your point, it's that, it's that mindset shift. No one else saw it, but me. Yeah. And, and like you said, you, you saw it. And, and I think there's such beauty in sharing our stories because I say we're making it better for our daughters. Yeah, we're making, right. We're making it better for them to fully lean into creating a vision for their life and being ambitious. That's the other thing. I don't, I never want to take away from someone who says, you know, I want to do this. I want to get promoted. Absolutely. We should. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. You know, I want that for every woman that I work with, every woman that I meet with in a corporate setting. If we're doing a workshops, I'm asking them to lean into what did they want I think the the caveat too, and the key is, but how will the promotion make you a better you? And Mm -hmm. what do you bring into that? Because at least was my experience is the promotion was, okay, now how do I, like, how do I outwardly appear to people? Because I've been saying, I'm going to get the promotion. I'm going to climb the ladder. So it's like, Thank God it happened because now I now I can say that I've done it. When really, you know, in reality, did it really matter? No. Yeah. Yeah. What does it mean for you? Does it mean more money for your family so you guys can go on amazing vacations? Or does it mean more money for your family and and no PTO, right? Or no time off. So you're never right. gonna take that. So vacation. Never yeah, really understanding mm-hmm. what it means to you and and why and what 
what you know benefits you get personally you know in the career setting and for your family because ultimately you know those are the people that are going to be around us forever and ever i hope right mm-hmm. that and and we want to to stay connected to them and be able to do the fun things with them Yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, okay, so shifting a little bit, okay, away from Secrets of a Supermom, which is fantastic. And you have this amazing summit. So I actually do want you to share a little bit about that. But before, I just want to ask, what is Lori working on? What are you working on in your life to create the vision when it comes to just your, your personal goals, your family goals, et cetera? Yes. So I am not done with my vision board for 2024, but I do love to create a vision board. I usually use Canva because I like to create an actual file that gets printed on a poster and I put that poster in my office. So I've got this big poster in my office, right? It's got my word of the year on it, also not chosen yet. And it's got all the things that I really am looking to do that year, Mm -hmm. right? Whether it's a thing I want to feel, right? Or, or an actual tangible thing. So like this year, for example, we are doing a kitchen renovation. We've never renovated our kitchen. We moved into this house, you know, nearly 20 years ago. We've never really renovated much at all. We've done, you know, minor things. And so we're really excited about getting this functional space. And so part of my 2024 is working through this renovation. That's, you know, that's a very personal thing, but we know how our spaces impact us, right? How they impact our families. And so I know this is just going to be super important for all of us. And so that is, has to have a place on my vision board because it is something that I know is going to change our family for the good. And then I also have work things, right? I have things like a promotion, things like I have a planner that, you know, I intend to launch in 2024 and all of these really fun things that I am excited about. But I notice that if I don't have a way to focus on it, and by that, I mean this visual vision board, right? I love that this is the things that we get to talk about because I do it. I love that I get to look at that every day to remind myself because I can easily get caught up in all the quote things to do and forget what that bigger vision is. Forget that I am, you know, nearly ready to launch this planner. Forget that there is planning that has to be done with that. Forget that I want to, you know, focus on date nights or focus on, you know, individual kid dates or any of those things. If I don't remember and refocus those things, the urgent stuff, the fires, they get in the way and I forget the big picture. And those are the days that I end up just going through and doing, even if I'm doing all the things, it doesn't feel worth it. So I I love to be able to look at it and say, all right, this is what this year is about. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to see your kitchen. Okay. You better, you've got to share, you've got to share pics. It's very, it's very dated right now. So the, the before and after is going to be very significant, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool though. And, and I well, I I love any anytime we can renovate or do anything, which yeah, I could live in a construction zone like year round. <laughs> I just can operate. I think it's because it's probably seemingly close to what the inside of my brain looks like, which is like always <laughs> under construction. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it feels like at the inside and the outside match, so it feels yeah. so good. <laughs> I'm like I'm at home. <laughs> You're like, you can't get it totally put together because then it might be too right. much. Yes. Uh, but my, but my, my husband, no, no, mm. <laughs> it's just not. So these, these is, this is why we have to pick, pick our projects. We have to pick, pick our projects and, and do them, do them. Yes. As well, actually, no, not slowly as quickly as possible ah. to get them done. 
distinct project <laughs> done as quickly as possible, then yes. we're happy. I, I right can feel that. Life. I'm with your husband on that. I yes. like that idea too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And I love the e-vision board. I love it because so it is, it's so important. I know we've talked about this. I mean, we, we had a conversation recently about, about vision boarding and why it's so important to do. And especially in really in any phase of, of your, of your life, regardless, you can create, you can create your own specific vision board for your kitchen. I mean, it, you know, and I think sometimes people say these like as a mood board, et cetera, but sure. there, because, because one thing that I will, I will say, and the reason I point this out for travel or big goals like that, because if you create a board around the visual images of the steps of the process or things that it's going to take to get there. So maybe it's that you do have to pick out light fixtures. Like that's actually a daunting task for some people. I mean, it, these Preach. are the. <laughs> doorknobs. Like, and so I say that because, and and what I mean is because people always ask me, like, do I need to have like some like creativity and design? No, it's like functional. Find a magazine, find some things. If you find a picture online, print it out, stick it on your, you know, your kitchen remodel vision board so that you have the pieces together. And then when it goes, it's time for you to order those doorknobs or order that faucet you have a better idea of what it is that you're wanting to create. This is why I think for breaking those smaller, gosh, we've never built a home and I don't know if I ever could because I think it would be overwhelming for, for me. Yeah. I'd for have sure. to create a, I'd have to create a board for every single room and that's fine. That's my process, but that's just how I would have to operate. I, I tend to be able to take a smaller project and have more of a short-term goal centered around it and then build my vision out from there. And I love, like I said, I love decorating. I love creating a home. I love all of those things, but I also apply a process to it that makes it more enjoyable for me. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see your finished product. It's going to be so fun. fun. Okay. So shifting back, what is on the horizon for Secrets of a Supermom? I know you have a fantastic summit that you put on every year. And so please tell our listeners about that because it is jam-packed full of incredible resources. Absolutely. So planner launch coming 2024. And then yes, the Supermom Summit is in June every year. And we bring in experts and we talk all things super mom. So we talk about how to get more done. We talk about time management. We talk about, we talk about health and fitness goals, right? Because sometimes that is what's getting in our way of being able to do all the things is that we are exhausted because our health is suffering. And so it really is just an amazing way to pull a bunch of women together and learn and connect and feel like you're, you know, ready to tackle the summer, feel like you're ready to tackle the rest of the year. And I just have so much fun doing it. This will be our third year and I, it's grown every year and I cannot wait to see what happens this year. Well, I loved, I was a part of it last year. I loved being a part of it. I appreciated the intentionality of the summer and in June, because that's a great checking in point for the Mm. year. And one, one, you know, thing that I always tell people is like your year does not have to start January 1st. So if you are listening to this episode and you're like, man, I'm, you know, here we are three weeks into the year and, and, and we're not, I have not even started. I'm not even thought, okay, one stop, (laughs) give yourself a grace and a break. Absolutely. Just because some people plan their year at the beginning of the year does not mean you have to. If if a random Tuesday in February or August is the day you decide you want to get started, 
then that's your day. That's, that's when you get started. That's when you create that vision for, for your life. If you like to create boards every quarter, then create the board every quarter to get you through to those 90 days. We are all different people. We do not think or act or behave the same way. We don't process things the same way. So I tell people the only wrong way to of doing a vision board is one, not doing it at <laughs> one at all. And two, not putting it somewhere where you can see it every single yeah. day. That's it. So yes, That's I the magic. love the seeing yes. it all the time. Yes. Seeing the it all magic. the time. Yep. You gotta, you gotta stick that sucker in front of your face every day. And that yes. becomes a habit in and of itself yeah. is truly spending time with the board daily. That's it. Me sitting down at my desk in the morning and looking up and seeing it. I hang it right above my door, looking up and love seeing it, it and going, okay, this is what we got, right? That's oh. it every day. Love it. I love that. I love that. And I love the intentionality around kicking off your summer in a way that, gosh, just prepares you, gets you in the right mindset, opens you up to the possibilities and gives you a little bit of a refresh or for some, for some, an opportunity to start to get going. So it's like whatever phase you're in at that point of the year, you have something for everyone. And I, I just truly appreciate what you provide for moms, for super moms and for women who are growing their businesses, who are working to become more productive, but that who also just need to be poured into. It's one of the biggest things. I love this time of year, December, January, February, because it's really three months of the year that I truly spend pouring into myself to prepare yeah. myself and ready myself for next year. Yeah. yeah. I know. What have you been doing to pour into yourself? Yeah. Really just really being intentional and making sure that we are looking at our year and again, doing what I did in 2019, right? What I, I described earlier, looking and saying, what are we doing this quarter? What fun things do we have planned? What do we have to look forward to? There is really power in having things to look forward to. So being able to have that throughout the whole year for me, for the kids, for my husband, and being able to have that in the business too. And so just really mapping that out and saying, okay, what do I have to look forward to this quarter? What do I have to look forward to in the summer? Right. Mm -hmm. And so being it, when I map that all out, I just, I am so excited to get started because I can see it all happening and I'm not starting everything, right? I'm not right. starting the whole year right now. Holy moly. Right. But I'm getting excited about everything that's to come and I'm getting excited about the things I get to start right now. And so I just, yeah, that's really what I've been doing. That extra time being able to spend thinking about that is just so powerful for me and gets me so motivated for the year. So I'm ready. Oh, that is so fantastic. Okay. So you mentioned not doing everything all at the same time, but I always ask all my guests, what is your do the dang goal? What's the one goal in 2024? And maybe you've already mentioned it, but what is the one goal that you are going to make happen this year? It's the planner. I wanted to create a planner in 2021 and I was like, maybe it'll be next year. And I was like, maybe it'll be next year. And I'm like, no, it is all, like the design is almost done. We are almost ready to get that out. We get to like soft launch it. And then that way we can hard launch it at the end of the year, but super excited to have a lot of the pieces in place finally and make it real. It's going to be really exciting. I'm so excited for you and I can't wait to purchase your Yay. planner and utilize it because I'm still very much a paper planner. Heck gal. yeah. Oh yes, yeah. Me too. Yeah. I always, I, I tell people all the time, if it's not in the paper planner, not sure it's going to get copied not over to the digital. Yet. If it's in the paper, then it's happening. It's on the list. It's going down. Yes. But if, 
if it doesn't make it to the, no, sometimes I will miss things. <laughs> yes. Yes. I still live in that, that for sure. Yes. Yes. So true. I know people need to get on board with that. Well, and there's also, I, I have all the nerdy science behind it also, but for, to, suffice to say, be writing things in a paper planner. It's really good for you. <laughs> Yes, yes, so true. We could spend a whole other episode talking about the science totally. behind, behind yes. all of that and writing it down. So, oh my gosh, this has been so wonderful and fantastic to have this conversation with you about just getting our year started off on the right path, really figuring out how we can do it all. <laughs> Put that in quotes, do it all, and, and still live these productive, meaningful lives without really doing it all. Yeah. Just do it all without doing it all. That's exactly what I say. Yep. That's it. I love it. Okay. So where can listeners find you and, and learn more about everything you have to offer? Yes. Secretsofsupermom.com is the best place to go. That's where you'll find the podcast, the book, the quiz to find out your super mom superpower and all my socials. Oh, that is so wonderful and fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lori Oberbreckling. You are such a gem and this was so fantastic. And I really appreciate this conversation with you today. And I just love that we're kindred spirits and vision boarding and love all of the things about it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. It would mean the world to me if you could leave a rating and review of the show and subscribe on your favorite app. You can also find us on our YouTube channel, Creating Visionaries. If there is something that stuck out to you in this conversation, send me a message on Instagram to let me know. Until next time, keep creating the vision for your life.